person that lost accused the other of cheating? Like 20 minutes into the like into top eight, I'm in finals. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Win and End podcast episode. I really don't know. We've had a lot at this point, but we don't keep count. Today is going to be a little bit different um, because it's a we usually podcast on Sunday, but today we're doing it on a Friday morning. And today we are here with our usual guest, Mr. Jonathan Wyatt. And our special guest, Peter, you might know him as the kid, the winner (laughs) of the most recent Battle Hardened in Dallas. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you for the the glorious intro here uh yeah glad to be here yeah uh so yeah that's uh that's let's get get right into that because uh that's our biggest topic of the that's why we didn't have a podcast last week we're all at battle harn dallas all three of mm-hmm. us uh they had the battle harn event which was cc i went oldham frostfang oldham jonathan you went fi and then oh, peter yeah. you also went fi I didn't go five, but your five kind of took the whole damn thing. So <laughs> let's let's ignore what we had. Yeah. I had a five one and one record. That doesn't get me anywhere. How how'd you end up doing, Jonathan? Uh, four three. Four three. So okay. Not not great. But just above mediocre, right? So we'll we'll take that. We'll take the wins. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then what was your um what was your record going into top eight, Peter? Uh, five and two. So, okay. Okay. yeah, I lost the third round in the last round. Uh, That's a good round. The to key lose. To, yeah, the the key to that was going into the last round where like everybody was sitting, like all the undefeated and X ones. Uh, we just all looked at each other and realized that the top four tables, no matter win or lose, was just the top eight tables anyways. So, yeah, we were just kind of like sat down and everybody was like, oh, okay, like, Congrats on top eight, you know, right. and let's play this random round for seeding, and then oh, so you know, maybe that's why eight. you lost because you wanted to face your first opponent. No, some hella hard uh, gaming. <laughs> I wish if I won that matchup, uh, I would have actually had an easier top eight than what my top eight was. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, so which matchups did you lose to um, in Swiss? Uh, I lost the mirror in round three. Uh, I got double Ardor Ward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, couldn't do anything about that one. Uh, my, my condolences. Yeah, yeah. And then I lost the last round to Dory, uh, which surprisingly was never played Dory with oh, five. okay. Actually, first time. And uh, it was like two to two, and not like one person. You know, you get to two, and then you're like, "Oh, I kill you." It's like two to two. We're both sweating. Like it was me blocking with two cards, coming in for like three, three, and then one, and then like them full block, like full blocking, coming in with just three with Dombolade. And I'm like, "What is this game right now? Like, how am I still in this?" Yeah, I had like two. I had two outs to draw a three block, and I never did. Yeah, that's that's the tricky thing about Phi, uh, just yeah. all those two blocks. Um, okay, so you, you your only losses were to the mirror match, which that's just mm-hmm. how it goes, uh, and then Dorinthia, which I think tr- 
traditionally is supposed to be a hard matchup for Fi. Um, all right. So, what was the decks you beat? Uh, we just I, I go through my rounds. Uh, round one, I played the mirror. Uh, okay. that one was not close. That one was me go first, me win on turn two. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, round two, I played against Stromai as Fi. As everybody knows, that's a buy. That's, yeah, that's you know? a good one for you. Felt really good about that one. Uh, Solid matchup. Yeah. The, the highlight of that round was I drew four cards in one turn because I hit with Mask Momentum, and then I had a Snatch that was Soaring Striked, and then I hit with a Blue Snatch, and then ended the, the end of the chain with another Blue Snatch, and then drew four mm. cards and had an Arsenal, and did 13 uh, damage to him, and it was, he was, like, not happy. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I felt bad for that dude. I played him both days actually, because oh. there's the Sunday event too. Yeah. I played him. I beat him both days, and I felt really bad for the dude. Uh, but then I lost around three to five. Okay. And then I won versus Icelander around four. How's that go? Uh, Do they the like Michael Hamilton's version, or are they just traditional Icelander? He, he was playing Michael Hamilton's version. Okay. Um, I think the interesting thing about like how I constructed my Fi deck, uh, being like a more combo oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, that matchup's actually a lot better for me if he's playing Michael Hamilton's list. Okay. Because if you're playing Hamilton's list, uh, you have a lot more two blocks on your like attacks coming in. Right. And you want to use cards from your hand, meaning that you don't want to block. So if you don't hit Disruption out of your arsenal, uh, then you just die. Like, as like turn like two, uh, he arsenaled like, Emeritus Scolding Blue, and then did uh, four arcane damage to me like, on my that's turn. Fine. And I did 33 damage to him right. and he died. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, you know, like, that. that's how, like, the, the tempo loss in that matchup can be. But, you know, if you come in with Wounding Bull, and then you have Channel in your arsenal, I'm like, oh, oh man, like, I have to block. I mean, they're blocking Wounding Bull or taking eight. Then I'm getting disrupted on my turn and taking arcane damage, and that's when he can start, like, tempoing me out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you don't hit the disruption, you just die. It's over. I got a question it's for over. you on that. Um, yeah. So we saw in the finals, we saw Daniel Rukowski against Michael Hamilton's Icelander. So we mm-hmm. saw that matchup. You, obviously, your deck is a bit different. We'll get into that. But um, Daniel ran No Rune Hood, uh, which I, I personally don't agree with. Um, I was curious <laughs> what deaths you ran in yours in that matchup. Uh, links. Okay. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. That I I don't think it's close. I. It baffles me <laughs> why a Norun Hood came out when their best equipment slot is your headpiece. Right, yeah. It could have been yeah. literally any other piece. Okay. I'm gonna keep it at that. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it at that. I think that's he made a top so I mean very... he made top eight. Like a top eight of nationals. Like I can't That's true. You know? So for this this Icelander matchup, did you opt for um one A B or two A B? Oh, one A B. Uh I've tested so I used to be on like just boots, uh, the tide flippers, and then I was on time flippers plus Norun gloves for a while for AB2 because if they like lock you out of the game, you want to pitch for more. But now that more of a you know like attack oriented Icelander, Shuko blocking two actually won me the game. Oh, uh, in okay. like multiple interactions, uh, to where well playtesting it's like okay cool, you're at like 16 and they're like. Uh, Fiendles, and then I'm going to try to like burn you out with like Storm Shires the next turn. I can just block with Shuko 
heal, basically heal two, and like prevent two, and then like not die on my turn. Or if I didn't have Shuko in that position, I still die to the arcane, even if I have null rune. You know? Yeah. No, I I do find it interesting yeah. with this new Icelander that like you can run blocking equipment and yeah. it feels good. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Like I in Swiss, I like because I usually play like mask, you know, tunic, Shuko, and then tide flippers. I I blocked with like tunic uh, and Shuko, and then like didn't die to like him combo. He was like uh, two life off, and I was like that Shuko mattered. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so that was round four. Kicked Icelander's ass. Uh, What's <laughs> and then I played Briar in round five. Okay. Um, I think the Fi into Briar is very good unless they draw exactly force uh force channel. Mm, right. If they don't, they lose the game. If they do, it's a game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he did not draw that. It wasn't a game. We got the win. <laughs> we got the win. Uh, and then I played uh, another Icelander. Uh, actually, uh, Kenny, our, our local. Right. Yeah. Good old Kenny. Yeah. Oh, Good you had Kenny. to face Kenny in a late round. That's a bummer. Yeah. It it, it was, like, actually just the winning in rounds. Uh, he started uh, he started 4-0 and and then lost the previous round and then got paired into me. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, not this. Yeah. I was like, this is like the actual worst thing possible because I was like, oh, maybe two of us can like win our winning in and then get in, mm-hmm. and then we just get paired against each other. And then I was just like, yeah, it happens. Yep. Yep. But yeah, played, we actually played a really interesting game. I'll highlight that game because it was like one of the most interesting like five ice center games I've played. All right. To where he goes first, Arsenal is brain freeze, and then on my turn he like brain freezes me and sees. Art of War. So I Arsenal Art of War, and then he Aether Ice Veins me, revealing Channel. And then Arsenal's Channel. And then we sit there for like <laughs> six turns. Just like, like turns being like, his turn, my turn, uh-huh. one. His turn, my turn, two. Six turns of that, where I have Arsenal Art of War, and he has Arsenal Channel. Just waiting and for it, each other. <laughs> just, just waiting. I finally drew like a double blue hand. Uh, during that, he played like two wounding blows and had a channel at like uh, that all the way into two counters, like from his hand. And I was just like, "What is this game? <laughs> like, this is like the weirdest game I've ever played." Uh, like in this matchup. And then eventually, I drew double blue hand, was able to auto war through his channel, and then like he died like two turns later. So yeah. All right. Yeah, I love playing against people you know because it's like you, you've <laughs> tested your decks against each other. You guys know exactly kind of yeah. like what you're representing, and then like also just kind of the hidden spice that you added in at the last minute and stuff. So it's just like it just becomes all this drama. Like, yeah, I don't know, but it's always so tough to to bring and uh, kind of end someone's day like that. Um, so I mean, it's just never good to meet your your friends at uh, these events. Our uh, our poor Kenny uh, <laughs> type F in the chat. He uh he got ninth place after that. Yeah, it was he, did. he really bubbled. Yeah, yeah. It was it was unfortunate. I I feel bad. I feel bad. But uh, you know what? yeah, they'll they'll motivate him for the next time. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he's a good player. He'll he'll bounce back. They need to give like a constellation tissue or something. <laughs> like, Ninth place, because like that's a, that's a tough tissue. spot. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is something. A tough spot for oh sure. man, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, and then I obviously played Dory the last round. So okay. was my Swiss. All right. So was uh, yeah, was the Dory? Was that Aria? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that was a, yeah. a Dallas local. Uh, oh. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought she was from L.A. Because didn't she used to play, like, Collector Legion? I... Okay, I... I don't know the or full she just story moved. of Arya, but I... Yes, oh, okay, okay. I know... I th- yeah, she just moved. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay, that makes sense, makes sense. Because I did see her in the L.A. Balharn as well. Anyways. Because I saw the... <laughs> I saw the Collector Legion thing, and I was just like, I know the owner, so I was like, wait, if you have that, you have to, like, have been to, L- like, played at his store, right? So I was, like, kind of confused. I gotcha. I was like, wait, is this a local, or? <laughs> you never know, That's you know? True. Like, going to these big events, you never know who's, like, actually a local, so. Yeah, like, it's, man, Dallas was kind of, uh, was kind of weird for me, because it's like, oh, yeah, my old locals, but then I'm also coming with you guys, you know, since I'm a Vegas local now. <laughs> I just feel like a local everywhere at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a man that wears many hats. That basically. Ooh. It's, not, it, it's good to know people, you yeah. know, like, yeah. when I go to these big events, I, I love seeing, like, everybody I know. Like, I talk to, like, pretty much anybody I can. I, I never show I up. I always so. see you with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I like talk. My favorite part of like card games at all is legit talking to people like talking to people in like uh in of rounds uh i talked about it uh well i recorded a podcast with sean like wednesday night at like midnight terrible idea by the way (laughs) and (laughs) i was so tired and uh we were talking about it how like flesh and blood local like talking between rounds is so easy in flesh and blood everybody is nice you everybody's super approachable and you're just like Everybody's fun, you know? Like, yeah. you'd be like, hey, man, like, that's interesting. Like, can we talk about it? And then, like, nobody's like, nah, man, I'm, I'm saving this tech. You know, they're like, yeah, let's, uh, what's your opinion on it? Here's my opinion on it and stuff like that. Like, let me see it from your point of view. And it's, like, so much better than any other game I've played. Yeah, I, I, so, yeah. I definitely I'm always that. talking to people. You know, and, like, honestly, good for you, man, because uh, yeah. I, I think, I mean, myself included, I'll, I'll be a little shy away from, like, some of the, the big names, but I always see you talking to big names. And I imagine you didn't have to, like, be like, ah, I beat you, now I can talk to you. I imagine you just went up and talked well, to them. Yeah. No, I, I've talked to a lot of them at, like, multiple events in a row um, and going through. I think, like, Brendan Patrick is, like, the easiest one for me to talk to because... Uh, I was, like, one of his, like, original, like, 10 Patreons when, yeah, like, Arsenal Pass, okay. like, did that. And, like, I subscribed to his Patreon, and then, like, two weeks later, we were at, like, calling Dallas or calling Indy and stuff like that. And I just, like, walked up to him, and I was just like, hey, man, I'm one of your Patreons. And he was just like, this kid's wild. <laughs> like, this kid does not care. And I was just like, and now I just talk to him every event I see him, you know? That's cool. That's fun. Um, okay, so we're in the top eight now. What was your what was your place in top eight? Do you remember? Seven. Seven. Okay. So, okay. Seven. Uh, all right. Which is key. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually key. Yeah, because, later in the story. Yeah, because now more than likely you're having to go second every game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or they they get to choose. They do get to know? choose, right? Absolutely. Which people don't know how to choose correctly. Uh, and I can allude yeah, to that. Yeah, in some yeah, yeah. Do tell, do tell. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So I, I, I don't think people understand the concept of going first and second of like why you should go first and second, right? Mm-hmm. I think like the normal allocation um, is that like people, if you're playing an aggro matchup, they want to go second, but they don't understand why would you want to go first and why would you want to go second? So a lot of people are like, oh, I want to go second because if I go first, all I'm doing is just like arsenaling a card, I have to block on turn two, but if I go second, I always have tempo. But when you're trying to find key cards in decks and your deck revolves around like 
key interactions, like Briar, for example, they need to find Channel, they need to find Force, they want to arsenal that extra card so they can play two non-attacks and their attack. Right. I feel people don't understand that, and they just go second because they're like, yeah, I saw that somewhere, I should go second. <laughs> and then they don't really think about why they want to go first in a certain matchup or want to go second in a certain matchup. And I think I definitely won games, like, in the last, like, you know, like, couple major events I've been to where people just choose to go second when they should just choose to go first. And I'm just like, wow, okay, you just gave me the game, you know, like, or you gave me tempo, right. although you thought you're getting tempo by going second, but now I have a five-card hand first, and then you take so much more damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do feel like five is one of those where I could see it being tricky as far as, like, if you're picking up a five mm-hmm. deck on if you want to go first or second. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that is one of the the big things that are learned through the game. Uh, as, as a player, as you're learning, you, you start to pick up like oh it's not so obvious anymore like you do have to think about it yeah yeah it's it's weird because i think flesh and blood has evolved too to where it was pretty easy to go first or second when you first started playing the game like when you play chain or against chain or with chain you're just like yeah chain just wants to go first to shackle you know (laughs) it's like pretty that that's like point a to point b easy to understand and then you're like you you sit across from Phi, I think, especially this day, and then you're like, okay, is he playing my weird-ass version? Or is he, like, that That obviously won? Or is he playing the normal, like, Mask Momentum plus, like, Flame Skill Furnace for, like, the aggro matchups? Because I think versus that deck, you really... You want them to go first because it's hard... It's easier for you to block, go, like, mm, I see. continuously. Yeah. Versus if you're playing against my version, I go first, and I get an Arsenal Art of War, you could die on turn two, which is just, like... What it is, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which a lot of... Uh, my Briar opponent obviously let me go first and instantly regretted it. Was this the same Briar um, that you faced before? No. no different no, 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 Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, different Just curious. Different. I, I did play him on Sunday again, though. And I felt... <laughs> I also beat him on Sunday and I felt bad. Yeah. I, I... I played, like, multiple people, like, at the top tables both days. And, like, it was, like... A lot of the top tables were the same people, which is like good to see, right? Like, yeah, you, it was it was really good to see like the same people over again. But that also meant I had to beat the same people over again, sure. and then I just like, I was like, they're like, oh, I'm getting revenge, and then I was like, no. <laughs> but yeah, the, it's, it's what it is. Yeah, the people that play competitive flesh and blood, they they're all on the travel team, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. You, you you see the same faces, and like realistically, if you want to get in the top eight. Like you know who you need to beat. That's true. Right? Like mm-hmm. that's true. It, it's always gonna be like there's always gonna be those top level players that you're gonna need to to surpass in order to get to that that level. So um, it is kind of interesting to to see like um, those people around. So you know, yeah. I think the the Briar player. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up his name right now because I faced him as well on um, hmm. day two or yeah, the. There were three. There were three Briar players. But in the top eight, right? one of them was in the top eight battle hard in dallas uh last time uh so he's oh yeah he's pretty good yeah. let me see what his name is um you know i don't even remember what round i faced him so there's no way i'm gonna know all right uh but i think this was the same guy that you faced because i remember seeing him in top eight i'm like yeah he's pretty good that makes sense so um mm-hmm. all right so you, he went first you said no, he he, he told me to go first. Okay, yeah. gotcha. He he picked to go second. Yeah. Uh, 
That's a by Arsenal Art of War too. I would think you'd want to like set up an That's... embodiment of lightning or something. Uh, I I think there's like a lot of like decision points on that, right? Sure. Like, yeah. especially with rune blades, uh, you could start like get a rune chant. It's the easy one. Right. Um, like develop embodiments. Like, you come in with like two four attacks, and maybe you can get an earth embodiment if your opponent full blocks, or like you make a rune chant. You play like two non-attack spells, and now you have an a lightning embodiment, and you get an arsenal card. You also have four cards more to see channel. True. So you're seeing eight cards instead of four cards, so like four cards potentially if your opponent just arsenals and passes and then gives it to you. So you're seeing two turns of trying to find channel, which is by far your best card in your deck. Right. Which is like why, as Briar, I'm always like, you should just go first in like 90% of matchups unless there's a specific reason you want to go second. And I don't think the reason of trying to get tempo in the aggro matchup is actually a reason. Feels like Briar's kind of mid range nowadays, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're trying to kind of like, you're aggressively controlling mm-hmm. and like putting pressure on, and then you draw channel and you're just like, I'm all in. Can you beat me? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so you get your first round. Oh, oh, top eight, I played Ice Sexy first. Sorry, oh. that was semi finals. Oh, no, we, we kind of got sidetracked. My bad, my because bad. Because we talked about like we the did. first second thing. We did. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you played, you played Matt. Okay, so then. Yeah, yeah, I played him. I, I played him in Swiss, and it was pretty brutal. <laughs> oh yeah, I, but... I that man played straight aggro, and then like one Icelander, the entire Swiss, and I was just like, this is the perfect pairing for Ice Lexi. And then he paired paired against me in top eight, and I was like, this 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 gem, bro, this gem is like so good for him. I guess you should have won oh, your yeah. round seven. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, I play against Ice Lexi in top eight. Uh, classically, uh, Eric was there. I won my RTN with Ice Lexi, uh, beating Fies and Runeblades. <laughs> Famously, I was trying to snipe Runeblades, and then like everybody in Vegas played Fi yeah. at like the very beginning, and I was just like, "Wow!" I just like randomly brought the best deck in the room just for like that like one event to win the RTN, and uh, so I know how to play the matchup from the other side. But I never played five versus Ice Sexy because I don't think Ice Sexy is necessarily like the best option right now because I don't think you beat Oldham ever. Uh, it's like yeah, very hard. So hard, right? It's very hard. And then like I never tested the Ice Sander matchup. I've heard it's supposed to be Ice Sander favored, but my friend lost to Ice Sexy as Ice Sander during this tournament. So like I don't know. Realistically, I don't really know how that matchup goes. I've never tested it. But so I play against Ice Sexy. And I'm like, oh guys, we didn't get barbecue soon tonight. Like, <laughs> like, we're about to, like we went to go get barbecue, and I was like, oh guys, it'll take like 30 minutes. We'll go get barbecue. There's like, there's no way I'm gonna win this matchup. And then, it's not like everything like not like aligned up my way, but knowing how to play against the deck from that from playing the deck, I was just so far by far ahead, knowing what I needed to do. Right? Um, there's multiple times where he came in like. I always keep forgetting the card. It was like the one. It's like the one for five that, like, if it's fused and it hits, like, you have to discard a card unless you pay one. Chilling Ice Vein, I think. Chilling yeah. Ice Vein. I like two times. I like pitched an Ardor, knowing that he couldn't uh, third attack me that turn, and then just like discarded those two, and then like traded damage, and then I had like an E pot early, and then I made like, uh, then like I arsled my third Ardor because this game went long, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I arsled my third Ardor during the game. 
And then he came in with me, like, bolting shot with, like, one card in hand and, like, one resource because he pitched a yellow. And I was like, wait, I don't think I can actually get disrupted at all this turn, even if he plays, like, red Arctic Consideration, which is probably his best play here. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, I could probably still pitch through it. And then he just plays, like, bolting shot yellow. And then I just, like, look at my health and I'm like, well, I'm at 18. I can take this. And then I presented 30 damage. And that's when Lexi can't win, you know? Right. Um... I think the key part of that game was, like, turn four, he, like, chilling Ice Veined, and then uh, revealed Arctic Red. And knowing from playing Lexi, it playing as Lexi, you have to force... Your, your opponent needs to force the Red Arctic out of your arsenal, or you get locked out of the game. I, yeah. So I basically, I just took all the damage that turn, went to, like, three cards in hand. He played Red Arctic because he did go again on his last arrow. He played it, and then I, like, pitched through it and got through it. And then I took, like, 14 damage to, like, make that play happen. But if he just gets... If I just, like, block out, he arsenals Red Arctic, I li- I don't think I won that game. So I think it's... you Forcing that card out of his out of his arsenal was just, like, the reason I won the game, basically. Or had a chance to. That was probably your toughest game in the top eight, huh? Oh, yeah, like... I think I was more scared of that than any other thing in top eight because I felt like I could probably maybe win that Dory matchup if I played it another time. Sure. But like I sexy, I was like, this deck's made to beat. Yeah. <laughs> like I going into the matchup, you're like a thirty percent, like if even, because the deck's made to beat you. So I was like, oh man, here we go. But we got it. So well, that's all that matters. Good job there. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. we beat Ice Lexi round one. We beat. Yeah. Earth Briar, Briar. Round, I just want to say Earth. It, all all Briars are channel, but <laughs> yeah, all of them are now. <laughs> I think back in the day, you could probably make that yeah, assumption, yeah, at that point. Now, now it's all now it's all the same. Um, all right, so round three, the final round, winner takes the gold foil and the P. Did you get a PTI with this one? Yeah, PTI. PTI, nice. Yeah. All right, what what was your third opponent? I played another Briar. Oh, I played two, two Briars. Oh, yeah, I, I played two Briars. Really? Okay. So. My side of the bracket was, like, Ice Lexi versus me, and then the other five versus Briar. And then, like, Briar beat the other five, and then I beat the Briar. And then the other side was the Briar Mirror. Oh, uh, and, like, it was Brody, because he got first seed versus the eight seed, which made, made, met me in finals. Uh, and then, like, the eight seed beat Brody. And then it was, like, Michael Michael Fang versus uh, Arya, which is the Dory, so it was the Olden versus Dory. And then, like, that game was hilarious because she, like, double-shunted him to win the game. <laughs> yeah. And then she loses to the other Briar. So I play the bri- the eight-seed Briar, which matters because I want to go first. Yeah, and now you get and the choice. I got the choice. I went first. Uh, it was kind of an unfortunate game for him. Uh, he got an IP2 warning. Uh, he, uh, I, guess wow. I, didn't, I guess I didn't catch it when uh, they originally went over decklist, but he just had like card i guess like one or a couple cards wrong on his deck list like he just like wrote like lightning strike which is a magic card and not lightning press and like i think he had he had a couple of those on his deck sheet and they just give him an ip2 because he just made a mistake yeah. right it's not like he was trying to intentionally like she like he was just you know it's what it is yeah, well, he, welcome to the finals yeah, yeah welcome to the finals versus <laughs> the aggro mirror and you have to get an ip2 right um uh, and so he gets the ip2 I get to go first. Actually, something that I didn't know going into this is they actually changed how IP warnings work in, like, the first and second cycle. Okay. Because I remember back... 
I don't know when they changed this, but if you went first and your opponent had an IP and you got to play your entire turn zero, and then they still wouldn't tick down their IP because it was the end of their turn, you would tick down the IP. Right. Now it's whenever you would draw. So, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so yeah. you basically have like three turns instead of just two. Yeah, um, so to where you're, yeah. I, I gotta go first, and then even if I just arsenaled and passed, he would still tick down. Right. Because he would still draw up on the end of the turn, technically. And I was like, oh wow, this is actually like worse for me. But I was like, he still has an IP, I don't care. Uh, I presented like nine damage on turn zero, and then with like an attempt, and I drew Artwar, so I was just gonna arsenal it. And then, um, he had the actual worst hand that he possibly could have uh, was two block attack and double earth amulet. Ooh. Ooh. So he takes just takes seven on turn zero of the game. Starts at 33. Hey, that's uh, a setup turn. <laughs> and then uh, he goes to his turn and he uh, he draws lightning surge because obviously I know because he later turns. Okay. And he just goes earth amulet, earth amulet passes. And then he missed the embodiment, and I was like, you can have it. You're like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's been rough for you already. <laughs> I, I, I look at my hands, and I'm just like, I think I win on this turn. <laughs> and I'm like, he has an IV too. I just feel bad for this guy, because he just played, like, the most stressful, like, semifinals game of his life, and, like, missed so many embodiments. And I'm like, it's turn zero, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, you have an IP, like, <laughs> take, take your embodiment, you know? Like, you have to draw three for your final turn. And uh, I, like, pop Blossom... I play Ardor. I have like Blittle. I have like Spreading Flames, and I swing with like Sword. And I sw- like, I think I presented like forty-two damage this turn, and he full blocks with his entire equipment right. and two cards in his hand. Keeps one card in his arsenal and just like attacks for four, attacks for four, and then I'm like, that's nice. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I just felt bad. I, like I. It's like one of those situations where it's like, I won, <laughs> but I'm like, I just feel bad for this dude because he, he, you play for like eight plus hours, and then you're just like, yeah, I have an IP two and I get rolled by combo five in the finals, and like, you're like, oh man, it's so weird. yeah, like what are you supposed to? Do? Yeah, yeah like what? Even with I the mean, four card hand, I don't think he won that game, but it was just like, it was just an ultimate feels bad. The game was like four minutes. Yeah, it's just salt to the wound, right? And yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Just lie down and take it? Like, at that <laughs> I point? Mean, basically. Right? <laughs> and, like, you know, like, just playing competitive flesh and blood, at a certain point, you can kind of, like, generalize, like, when the swings happen in the game, right? When yeah. momentum is lost or gained, right? And when your opponent is willing to give you a mistrigger, like, that, that's anytime a big in flesh and blood, <laughs> yeah. like, that just means... I'm like I'm about to kick your ass, dude. Like, th- th- this isn't yeah. gonna change anything, cause like you know they calculated that. So like, cause that's all the game is is calculations. But yeah, I, I like I think that's kind of a wild finals. Like, it, it was. So, yeah, it was. But, you know, did you hear the drama? We take it? those. We take uh, those. I don't know how. Like, it feels well, weird. I, I was I was there. Okay. But like you could you could explain it. I could tell you if it's how. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell because this is my. My information, my sources are not legit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I watched all of it happen, so I'll tell you like what parts are okay. right or okay. what parts I need to correct. From what I was Perfect. told, the, the mm-hmm. Briar Mirror in the beginning 
um, the person that lost accused the other of cheating. And so because of that, there was another deck check. And then that is how the IP came upon with the second deck check. Because you would think, because top eight, you give out your decks, they check mm-hmm. it to make sure it's all legit, and then they give it back to you. So you would think anything would be found at that point. But because someone said something, that's why there is another deck check. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much accurate. Uh, it wasn't quarters; it was semifinals. Oh, semifinals. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. His the story important that he played against in semis just was like, "Yo, can you deck check this dude?" Like, I watched the game. The game was wild. That man like triple channeled like three turns in a row, and like, mm. I understand, right? Like, you get rolled like that, and he's missing embodiments left. Like, he was nervous, right? Right. And I can't blame him. You know, like you're you're playing like playing for a PTI. You're playing for plus three hundred dollars from like third, fourth to first, and to first second, and you're like, there's a lot on the line, right? Uh, potential winning like gold foil in the finals, like uh, like there's a lot. And he's nervous, he's missing embodiments, and like you're still getting rolled, and you're like, you got to check this guy's deck, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. and it, it was just like how like channels lined up. It was kind of weird, uh, but it was just how they lined up, you know? in the mid game and it it's what it is you know they deck checked him uh they actually deck checked me again because they deck checked him found something wrong and then i i think they realized they're like <laughs> <"Do both?" laughs> they kind of like looked at each other they're like we had to deck check the other guy like yeah, imagine he also has something wrong that we missed <laughs> and then <laughs> we both have ivt's no no but uh mine was perfectly fine uh i i actually got deck checked in swiss Deck tight in top eight, and then deck tight a, a third time. So I was like, it'd be wild if the third time they deck checked me, I actually had something that wrong. That would be pretty wild. I think, like, the only thing they could probably get me on was, uh, I started noticing, like, towards the end of the day that, like, my sleeves, like, in the middle, like, sometimes you get, like, the whitening because you, like, shuffled it so much. Right. And I was like, I have another pack of sleeves in my bag. I could probably, like, re-sleeve this. And uh, then they were like, oh, we're going to de- deck check you. And I'm like, please don't like because you're just like sitting there and uh so part of the story of like why i was like oh no like i i sat here for so long and like i i could have like sleeved the entire time is that i finished my quarterfinals match in like 10 minutes and then the the briar versus five matchup was already done and the judges were like well your side of the bracket you could just play your semis real quick so I just scoot my mat over and instantly play my semifinals match like 30 seconds after I play my quarterfinals match. And then I kill my opponent on turn three. And then like turn two, turn three, like depending on if they count turn zero as one or yeah, right, whatever right. that whatever conversation you want to have with that. But like I had I was like like twenty minutes into the like into top eight, I'm in finals, and I just like have to wait for two and a half hours to play finals. Like I watched all of quarterfinals from the other side of the bracket because both sides were still playing mm-hmm. and then watched semifinals had to deal with so many judge calls and like multiple deck checks and just like sat there and just like i just want to play this game and get barbecue <laughs> right. and then the finals game is like five minutes like less than five minutes and then i immediately go try to get barbecue oh yeah <laughs> um, so i i think we finished at like 8 30 9 o'clock at night yeah like that's when we were done eating barbecue <laughs> yeah like 
I left the venue when you guys were probably done, and then I was at barbecue till like eleven o'clock at night. Where'd y'all guys go? Uh, I don't know what the place was it is called. No, it was. It had an outside barbecue, and you like it was like cafeteria. You like kind of like walk through from like, like outside. To, is it? I, I, it sounds like it. it sounds like okay. We I don't know. I remember the. I remember the name, but it was really cool. Yeah. It was really good. Um. I obviously we were in the line and you know I won mm -hmm. and I was yeah. like I'm grabbing everything that I looks good. Yeah. I spent $73 on dinner. Woo! That's a good dinner. For myself. <laughs> for like I don't like as a like me personally, I don't I don't eat a lot. Like I eat like throughout the day, right? Like I eat small meals like a lot throughout the day. Like I usually eat around like 6 to 7 meals a day, but like they're small, right? Like and that was the most amount of food I've ate in like three years, and I hey, still had like a full ass meal to go that I ate the next day for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was awesome. like, I was like, what is this? Yeah, my <laughs> my mom texted me. She's like, seventy three. Where did you go? <laughs> I ate like I a was like, hey, mom. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I had to celebrate. I had to yeah, celebrate. With the BBQ sampler. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. Yep, yep. You know, they had, like, mac and cheese. They had some jalapeno rice. They had, like, a jalapeno bun. I was like, <laughs> I got sausage, and I got these, like, chicken bacon wrapped rolls. Oh, yeah. And then, like... Damn, we always talk about food, like, it's right so when I'm hungry, <laughs> right? <laughs> On this podcast. Like, I swear, man. Like, we're a bunch of foodies around here. It's so it. good. <laughs> I, that's awesome i know some like real real foodies like uh we both know higashi like higashi is like a super like freak of food bro like that man he was sending us places to eat in dallas like while we were there he was just like you guys got to go to this man i've always wanted to try it i was like you're not here like i <laughs> i when we went to europe like we were going to all these places that he was like yo this is like four and a half stars like a like tourist destination and i was just like we have to go here it's like like culturally like so good and i'm like yo bro i can go to mcdonald's like i <laughs> go get my I, french mcdonald's <laughs> i just like eating you know like you you bring me anywhere if you're gonna feed me what did they was the pulp fiction line a royale with cheese <laughs> a royale with <laughs> cheese some gourmet shit yeah. <laughs> oh. all right well okay so um i do want to talk to you more but i also do know that mm -hmm. you have to get on a flight so feel free to just oh yeah say... we, got, we got time okay, yeah we right. got like yeah like 20 minutes all right cool all right because i know jonathan as a five player here he obviously looked at your your deck list you know it's not only is it on the tcg but you posted on twitter right yeah uh, and yeah. then you have a we deck went... tech video yeah, yeah. if you well, I actually don't know if they updated the one that's like on the official website because it was wrong. It's always there's, wrong. I hate this website for that. There is, there's like oh, seven yeah. cards missing, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how did you fuck this up? I don't like, know. It seems I, so I, I, weird. I think the wildest thing is when I looked like online, and it's like there was like an olden deck that I was like trying to copy and paste mm -hmm. into like Talishar one time from like a uh, Nationals winner, and there was like eight eight Lexi cards in it. But it's just an olden deck. But it just has like two play sets of arrows and like two rain razors. And I'm like, 
What is that? Right. I was like, why is this in this like this is a national deck list? Like, how is right. this? Yeah. No. So I... yeah, I, I posted on my Twitter and then I made a deck tech about it and then uh yeah yeah so that that video is popping right now. I'm we'll, just saying. We'll post up those yeah. links too. Yeah, yeah. So that anyone listening can or watching can uh find it yeah. too. I, I absolutely love it when people post their deck lists and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff themselves because, you know, as you mentioned, Fab TCG is always, like, kind of weird. I remember looking at Brody's list uh, recently and, like, um, uh, from not this last top eight, but Minneapolis, but, like, uh, he was running Crown of Dichotomy and Null Hood uh, under that deck list. So it's, like, just going to ask him, hey, what's the what's the tech, man? What's the secret? What's the Null Rune Hood? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let, let us know. Why are you doubling down? On <laughs> yeah, Ellis you figure out how to run four equipment, like four equipment here. Yeah, bro. Oh, dude, let's go. Uh, I, no, yeah, no. I, yeah. I want, I want a job at LSS because I, I put in every deck list. I, I have this like spreadsheet, and I just like take averages, right? And I put mm -hmm. in every deck list, and I have to delete so many because it's like, oh, cool, yeah, this isn't complete at all, and I don't know what to fill in the blank. So LSS hiring me, I will like fix this problem. I know it's your problem. At first, when when you see it one or two times, you're like, oh, it's the people that sent it over. But when you see it yeah. this much, it's like, all right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Also, especially because I know they checked my deck three times. Right. <laughs> like I, I was like, Star City had to send this correctly because it's like they checked they checked my paper three times and got it right three times. Like. There has to be some community. I think it's like, I don't know, like that. Pro that dude's probably working. I know LSS team is like super small. Yeah. That dude's yeah. probably working like 10, 12 hours a day. Like he's there to mess that up. But it's like yeah. that's that's the dude that like messes up so much, and they're just he's just like, oh, why do I, <laughs> I keep doing that? You know, it's like that dude's like, why does this always happen to me? Where I forget like two lines. It's probably it's like, like his dude. last job of the day too. Like he probably does some oh, other yeah. stuff, and it was like, all right, just oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. He's, it's like job. 8 p.m. New Zealand time. <laughs> yeah. He's been working since like 8 a.m. Dinner's gone He's like cold. 12 hours. Like <laughs> his wife's like, when are you coming home? Dinner's cold. The children are crying. He's just like, <laughs> he's just trying to get home. And he just like, he just like fucks the deck list up. And then he's getting flamed on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> yep, my bunch of nobodies. But it's some random dude. And I was just like, because I, I tweeted, I was like, uh, at, like at Fab, like Twitter, like, uh, how do I tell you that like the deck list is wrong? Like, I'm just gonna send you like the deck list to like make it right. Nice. Cause, like, yeah. I want people to be able to like copy the list when they see it online. Cause, like, I started out playing the game and I see all these top eight lists. And I'm like, that gives you a real area to like start, you know? Yeah. Uh, especially playing the game like more competitively. And I was just like, I don't want my this my deck list to be wrong. And like, somebody copies it and they're like. Why is there seventy four cards? This is like some new tech, and I'm like, <laughs> no, no. I was like, oh, the worst part of it is it they took out salt the wound, which is like a bad card. the main combo. <laughs> it's like literally the main combo of my deck. And I was like, I was like, that's like the one thing you couldn't take out right. was salt the <laughs> and blaze headlong wasn't in there. Ooh. And uh, D Rude actually uh, uh, messaged me on Twitter, and he goes, "You ain't playing blaze headlong," and I was like, "The the list is just wrong. Yeah, like it's just it's that. just wrong online." And he's like, oh, and I just like sent him the real list, and he goes, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Dude, 
Dude, LSS is telling you your list is trash. <laughs> this guy got lucky. <laughs> this guy got lucky. These, these dumb Americans don't block. That's why he wins. <laughs> Ugh. Um. All right. Ugh. Do you want to? Do you want to kind of go into that a little bit? Like you said, you you have a uh you know a high yeah. guide, so we won't have you like do a whole bit on that. But yeah. uh, I I know as like I was I was um, saying, Jonathan's a five player here. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you, Jonathan. What what strikes you on this list? Yeah. So I mean, one of the biggest things that you know, and I think you talk about it as well, um, is that you're running Blossom of Spring, and like not a lot of people are running that, but it's it's really a great starter for yeah. um, you know getting off your belittles and getting access to more resources. So it definitely makes sense, especially when you're running more one costs as well. Um, but I'm curious, what uh, matchups are you specifically trying to side that in for? Uh, so Blossom is actually the 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 chess equipment that I want to play more than the other ones, but I have okay. to play the other ones to start matchups. That's why I run three. Um, so the, the theory behind Blossom of Spring, right, is in the... As Eric knows, our local got really inbred with like the amount of five players that play <laughs> at locals. Uh, I'll, I'll literally say... May have, he may have said something about that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Like... It got to the point to where, like, there is a, like, four out of, like, the eight people that, like, uh, I normally test with uh, were all five players, like, for the Roach Nationals. And it's just literally carried forward until every everybody in, like, my main group of testing players have played Phi or play Phi currently. Because we're, like, this is the deck that we're all, like, we've put, like, four months in. Well, like, since Uprising came out, I think it's, like, two months ago, like, two, three months. Of, like, we've only played Phi for, like, three months. And it kind of came from that to where understanding how we were going to be able to beat the mirror and other aggro decks, uh, and that's how it's cutting blues. Um, I think the Kadachi lists and the other like Ember Bay lists that are playing the three block blues, like the Soul Bead Strikes and more stuff like that, they don't have natural go again. Uh, I can allude to that later. They're playing a lot more blues to try to like facilitate that, facilitate more of the one cost, play like temp- take the tempo, razors, and like cards like that. Uh, more e strikes, stuff that doesn't have natural go again, or like have more cards in hand that need blues. They're using that to try to tempo people out and trade damage and be more efficient. But what Blossom of Spring and Belittle do is you can cheat on blues, and cheating on blues is actually really important. Because if you draw a double blue hand in the mirror, you lose like three to four damage, which usually is the game, right? Because usually towards the end game, if you're not if you're not killing somebody at like twelve to zero, like through them full blocking, they'll live at like two to three, and then if they live at two to three and they kill you in response, you lost probably two to three damage that entire game. That's the difference between drawing a red versus that that second blue in that hand, right? So. Blossom of Springs allows you to cheat on the blues. Uh, I believe uh, this list I was running 12, which is not a lot, right? Like, that's with the blue minimism. But realistically, with 12 blues, I'm running actually a lot more. And the equation is kind of around 18 from 12 because you're running three belittles and then Blossom. Okay, um, the, I see the that. Key to bl- the key to Blossom is it makes it so if you draw four red hand, uh, you can still play... A one cost, you can still play Art of War, you can still play Belittle, and then still have the extra three to four cards like for that, right? So 
it also goes with our combo-esque style of this deck. Uh, we're using Pouncing Links over Mask Momentum in every matchup besides Dromai. Uh, it's just like, personally, I think it's by far the better helmet, like, helmet choice. Mm -hmm. uh, I can argue with people that all day, but uh, it also is like part of how this deck ticks for us, right? We're playing the Lynx Blossom because we want to cheat on resources so we have more reds, and we want to set up the, the Salt Lava, Lava Burst combo, right? So uh, Blossom allows you, if you have a four card, four red card hand and you have one one cost, you just pop Blossom, now your hand's perfect, right? Um, if you have Blittle and four red, like Blittle and Arsenal and four red cost in hand, you pop Blossom, now you get that free blue pitch. Uh, same thing with Ardawar, you can just pop it, come in with like a zero over three or just immediately use uh, Ardawar and then fix your hand, be able to attack wider. It just does everything you want it to do and specifically, you don't have to wait three turns. Uh, I think the the lack of yeah. Tunic is, like, Tunic was something that I always liked to use when it was, like, the combo version, because you spent more time to, like, set up the Stubby Hammers, Art of War, and, like, like Phoenix Form. But you need to be so much faster these days, so you can pop Blossom on turn two. Something you can't do with Tunic, you have to wait that, that extra turn. But sometimes you just don't have that turn especially when you're playing the mirror, you're playing versus Briar, you just don't have that turn. So you need to be able to go off on turn two. And Blossom allows you to facilitate that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what matchups are you looking to take it out on? Um, uh, specifically? Blossom is specifically for uh, Fi and Briar. You can bring it in versus okay. Viscerai as well. Um, I haven't really tested that matchup. I don't really see a lot of Viscerai anymore. Rip. It's also like a favorable matchup. Uh, that one you could play Tunic or... Blossom, depending on... I think the key to that one is Viscerite blocks a little bit more, so you can just play Tunic because you have more turns. Um, same thing why you play Tunic versus Dromai, because you just have more turns because they try to block a decent amount. Um, so that's the main two, is just like Fi Briar, where nobody's blocking. Maybe the opponent's blocking, but you just never want to block unless it's super efficient. So... Yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. I mean, when when you put it out there, like, um, you know, Blossom of Spring essentially saves a card. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that that just makes sense, right? It's, it's just, That's sound logic to me. As an aggro player, yeah. I need more cards, right? So, um, totally fine. Um, so then, another interesting thing, you know, um, I think it's just kind of a whole kit with Fi. Um, but, you know, you're running the Flame Call Awakenings. You know, that's just another value card similar to Belittle. Um, but you're also running Rise to the, from the Ashes and only two Phoenix Flames. Yep. So I, I totally get that, you know, when you play Rise from the Ashes, you really only need two Phoenix Flames in your graveyard to kind of get the value out of that and um, value out of Fi's ability. So I'm um, just kind of curious, when are you bringing in the second Phoenix Flame and then what are you trading it out for? Oh, uh, so the, Phoenix, the second Phoenix Flame is actually main board. Uh, I think, like, on my yeah. equation... Uh, I have it in the sideboard because mm -hmm. that's the one I put yeah. behind my hero, so I don't forget. And that's kind of <laughs> oh. yeah. So I I run two Phoenix Flames in every matchup. So one in the graveyard, one in my deck. That's why like sideboard is the graveyard one. Sorry, it's yeah. Uh, but like when you have your sideboard, yeah, it's like always behind your yeah. Like, so it's behind the hero because the worst thing possible is forgetting to put a Phoenix Flame in your graveyard is five because you lose like six damage. So I literally. Yes reveal my hero and just shove my phoenix flame in my graveyard and my opponent complains i'm like we both know this starts here like we <laughs> right, both know right. this is the card that starts here 
And like that, so you never forget. Uh, it's something I always told. That I remember when we played like a, an armory, and I played five like four rounds in a row, and every five player forgot their phoenix flame, and I was like, guys, just put it behind your hero, and then you never forget it. And then it was like, mine explosion. <laughs> so, but no, I play I play two phoenix flame in every single matchup. Uh, I don't I don't ever bring it out. Uh, I thought about bringing it out versus Dory. Uh, good thing I didn't, because that's how, that's how I almost won that game. Uh, the the theory behind two is that it is by far the worst draw in your deck. If you draw Phoenix Flame, it is like the actual worst thing possible, because it attacks for one off a card, which is very bad. If it's not free, like using a full card to attack for one, or maybe two off Shuko, is like such bad value, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. I only want to draw. I only want two because I don't want to ever draw it. And then the unlucky times I actually draw it, I'm most likely pitching it to. I mean, I'm probably coming in with it, but I'm either coming in with it or pitching it to play one cost, so it's back to my deck for flame call. Um, the whole reason I play two is flame call. Uh, flame call being such a powerhouse, uh, and I think it alludes to spreading flames as well, because um, spreading flames yeah. is either the best card in your deck or the worst card in your deck, and it's not close. And how to facilitate Spreading Flames being the best card in your deck is playing Flame Call on the same turn. Because it turns Spreading Flames from a, like, 1 for 4, because you're probably getting your Phoenix Flame from the Graveyard, to, like, upwards of a 1 to 7, which... That's good value. 1 for 7, like, like that's pretty good value, yeah. you know? Which is the same thing with, like, Flame Call, right? Because if you, you, you play Flame Call second, and it's attacks for 3... Uh, if you have an Art of War, now that Flame Call, instead of being like a 1 for 4, it's like a 1 for 6. It's a 1 for 7 off Shuko, you know, with Art of War. In its end of itself, it attacks for 3, then turns on Shuko, so it's really like a 1 for 5. So it just, it just trades up, right? Flame Call is the reason we want to. Uh, Rise from the Ashes is actually a card when people told me to play that card. I looked at them and I was like, you're literally, you're, you're just like, bro, I thought we were trying to test today. Like, and then, I like, and that was like my initial reaction to the card. And like the first like three times I played like that card in testing, I was just like, "Why am I playing this card? Like this is the first thing I want to cut." And like Wesley just looked at me and he goes, "This is the best card in the deck." And I was just like, "What?" I was like, "What do you mean? That card is growed on me." I actually believe that's one of the best zero costs in the deck now. And I don't equate it to being a card that is really wanting you to have multiple Phoenix Flames in the graveyard. A lot of the time, and I alluded to this in my deck tech, is like a lot of the cards now don't say control two draconic. It, it says if you've played a red card. So if you play Rise, and then you play Phoenix and attack for three, and then you break the chain, and then now you can play Flame Call Awakening and get that Phoenix Flame because you've already played a red card from turn, and you get to reset the chain to be able to activate Fi ability with that same one Phoenix Flame from the graveyard. So it's also a plus anthem. A lot of the time I've played, I I've played it, and then come in with mounting Eater for seven, and then like mounting Eater for four yeah. is already good, right. but mounting Eater for seven, and say I have the two Phoenix Flames, so I get that card, and I can activate Fire ability. Then you're just like the amount of damage you can do with that card yeah, is just so like sounds, immense. It sounds like when you play your uh, Rise from the Ashes, and then when you if you can spread out your Phoenix Flame, mm. however amount you spread it out, you're essentially going from a zero to three card to a zero to four, zero to five, 
and then yeah like, yeah like you're saying just adding adding that along the chain which is always good value um so perfect i mean that's thank you so much i mean i wouldn't have known about the second phoenix flame but it totally makes sense because i do the exact same thing so um, yeah i perfect. i'd explain that to a couple of people actually they like looked at my deck and they're like yeah when are we sideboarding phoenix flame like and i would like give them my sideboard guide and they're like why are you never boarding phoenix flame in? and i'm just like this is how I do it in my deck list. So like, I'm like, dude, I'm so confusing. Like, it's actually, I was like, if I wasn't somebody that was approachable, everybody, like, everybody would be like, damn, when am I sideboarding this fucking? Right. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just like that asshole, bro. You know what? It's all, all uh, the more reason to watch your video, man. That's true. That is yeah. true. So you can figure out you can what I'm doing. You. Yeah. So then. Uh, uh, so then, like, I just got two more two more questions on the blues, and hopefully they'll be kind of quick because one mm -hmm. of it's more electro on my end. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like, looking at your energy potions, right? I, I did notice, you know, most people are running two for the utility, but you're running actually three of them, Ooh, and um, I, I imagine that's for the ice matchup. Yeah. But uh, can you go into a little bit more detail on that one? Yeah. So I found out pretty early uh, into playing against Icelander that Epod is by far your best card. And it's not close. Uh, the hands and the games that you play EPOD on like the first couple turns of the game are completely different versus the games you never see EPOD. Right? If I go turn zero, play EPOD, Arsenal Art of War, I'm probably like 90% to win that game because I can't get disrupted. Um, even if they play channel, I could probably just play through channel with like, through the two extra resources. Uh, every Aether Ice Vein making me discard to play through Blizzard. Play th like there's like there's so many cards to where that could be detrimental for me to where I just get a free pass. Like Insidious Chill make me pay two cards or discard a card, boom, pop E pot, I still have a four card hand. So you like it's it's one of those cards that it's like energy uh I equate it to damage stacking. Like I remember uh Trick Patel had a good article about damage stacking with Chain, like leading him to PT one. I equate E pot to the same thing. Uh, I love potions because it's like sacrificing a card early to having a better late game and better cards later into the game. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I like, that's why I, I, I want to play three because I want to maximize the amount of times I see that card. And I think you can play two and it's fine. I just think I have the slots for three. I'm not trying to play anything. I like playing very consistent amount of numbers. I don't like playing random one ofs or two ofs. Like, I want to play three, because I know this card... If this card is, like, uh, you know, I sometimes want to see it, but I have to play it main board, is that card really good? But yeah. Epot, I always want to see. Okay. Versus Ice Center, so that's why I want to play three, so... Alright, so then, you know, I really appreciate hearing that, but, you know, now we gotta go to the low point of the podcast, because now I just gotta ask you... <laughs> Why only one minnowism? Like, I, I, why would I need more? I, well, yeah, that's because if you ever have a belittle in hand, you have your minnowism in hand. You're not gonna go search for another one. You're unlucky. You're just SOL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing with minnowism, right? Um, I never want to cast minnowism because it's 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 the same as the Phoenix Flame algorithm, right? It's, yeah. it's a full card for one damage. Uh, I think in Chain, you can get away with it, because you can always Creepers it, and then now you have, Go again. you're using, like, it's like plus one and an extra action point. Yeah. But with Fi, it also breaks the Chain. Ooh. So it's pretty bad in every situation possible, unless 
you're pitching it. So I only want to play one because I only ever want to get it through playing Blittle or pitching it to anything else in my hand, right? And I think the opportunity cost of drawing it with a Blittle, like the statistics behind that is just like actually minimal. Um, I, like we can do that math on it like another time, but like obviously it's going to get higher later in the game and, oh, yeah. or like there. But like I, I think I could probably count on like one hand the amount of times I've drawn Blittle plus Minimalism in, my, in the same hand versus the infinite amount of times I've searched for it off Blittle, you know? Okay. Alright, so better to be lucky. <laughs> always. Yes. Right. Oh, uh, it also matters because the deck's also built to where uh, every time you play Art of War, because you want to go like 0 to 3 and then play Art of War so you get like the, the free damage, right? So they don't get less information for your opponent. Uh, I All my blues are in a way to where if I've already played an attack, I can play another one. Besi- like, besides Snatch. Snatch is a finisher. Uh, as Like, Blue Snatch is a finisher. But, like, every other one of my blues, even if I draw it after I Art of War, I can play it that turn. That's why I'm playing, like, the two block ones that are, like, one attack go again, because I can always play it off of Art of War if I, you know, if I Art of War banish draw two, um, and I draw blue, shit, I can still play it, though, you know? Yeah, and I figured the Spreading Flames as well, yeah. you have another card to kind of, you know, pump Bump up. it. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I like... Turn I really go like on. Your... I really like your blue loadout. My only, my only real criticism on your deck was ever really the minnowism thing, just because like I have just, a level of comfort there. But that's just don't me. draw it at the same time, big guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I mean, like, uh, ever since uh, you know this deck came out, I have been playing it a little bit, and uh, obviously you're doing something right because yeah. uh, it works. So, uh, you know, congratulations on, on your success, and like, uh, yeah, I mean. I think we're already kind of seeing like more of these versions of Fi come out where they're mm-hmm. they're combo representative, and I think it's strong to have, and it's uh, it's still alive despite what other people think. Yeah. So yeah, I think glad to see it. The also big point is is that building Fi and like being good with Fi at this current moment, you have mm-hmm. to make conscious deck choices about variants, right? Um, to win the mirror, you need less blues. To beat Icelander, you need to have three E-Pots to have a higher blue count, you know, or play extra Blittles to, like, try to get through Frostbites, and playing through the one Frostbite they give you every turn. Like, these are conscious deck-list constructions that you have to think about, and the margins are so thin of, like, winning and losing a game in current day, that, like, yeah, if I... If I'm in top 8, and I have a Blittle, but I... The fourth card I draw is the blue Minnowism... You know, like, it sucks, but the times that I pop Blossom, play Belittle, search Blue Minnowism, and it's the only Minnowism, and I can Artwork for free without having the fear of hitting, and I hit another Blue, but it, I can instantly play that Blue, those those interactions are going to happen more often than me drawing a one-of card and one of my other three. Like, it's a four-card combination, and if I draw two out of four... That's actually, like, statistically very unlikely in a 60-card deck, because, well, I play 61 if you come to Phoenix Flame that starts my graveyard, okay, but, okay. you know, yes. whatever it is, you know? Like, it's statistically unlikely for me to draw at the same time, and I think that's the margin I have to try to not hit to be able to win these games, you know? That's fair. I, I want to say one quick thing. I, I feel like both of you guys failed to, um, to really expand on, is that the... Um, 
You can get a cold foil blossom of springs. It's a little harder to get a cold foil vandal spring tunic. So if you want to look good, that's the way to go. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Yeah, who needs that cold foil? Spring? Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who cares? Um, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I I feel like I know how to play Fi now. I feel like I can take this deck for a go. Um, oh yeah, watch my deck tech, bro. I talked for twenty minutes on just. <laughs> I will. Random like <laughs> me and Sean talk a lot. Like if you watch, uh, you know Eric specifically. Yeah. We can talk, oh, right? Yeah. And like that's like the one great thing of having a podcast partner that like you can like really vibe with and talk a lot with because. You can never shut up, and that's very good because there's never a dull moment. That's true. I'm just being like, yo. <laughs> but we had a 45 minute conversation about like transformers or something like that, and I was and like it was just like the most random off topic thing, and we just cut it out from the podcast because it was like this this has nothing to do what we're talking about, but we just sidetrack 45 minutes. You know, I bet. <laughs> especially yeah especially knowing both of you guys i yeah. i bet a lot of people would want to listen to that conversation it's pretty funny yeah it's pre- hey there's some there's some stuff we were talking about the rock yo <laughs> Dude. and i'm not a, i'm not gonna allude to what rock i'm talking about i could be talking about Dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> i could be talking about the new card I can talk about a boulder. I can be talking geologist terms. I can be talking about geologist terms. I can be talking about like sexual orientation of rock hard. Like oh, sure. you don't ever, you never know. Yeah, like I got I got a lot of hands, bro. Like <laughs> you know what? That's that's a good fucking plug because <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, what? Is, go ahead. You you, you fucking you fucking alley ooped it. Go ahead and slam dunk it yourself. What? How can people listen? Or what is it called? What can people do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, our YouTube channel is, uh, PTHTCG, or Pum of the Homies TCG, uh, on, uh, on YouTube. The Pum of the Homies is the best terminology of this game I've ever heard in my life, too. It's, it's great. Um. Big respect, big respect. So it's, uh, PTHTCG, if you didn't hear that, because I was laughing. And then, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at MasculineMentum. Uh, you can always tweet at me or DM me. Uh, I don't have Twitter notifications on, but I check my phone every single hour because I'm addicted to my phone. So, because I'm a Zoomer, so uh, I'll always respond. I'm always down to talk to people. Uh, you do YouTube comments and stuff like that. Uh, we're trying to post regularly. Uh, I have like two podcast episodes in the back that we're trying to edit. Multiple deck techs coming out. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, basically just trying to grind, trying to have fun. Just two dudes on a couch talking about some random shit. I got a big-ass chain behind us that I've never been able to sell. Oh, after yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just, like, it's thematically fun. You know, it's just two dudes on a couch talking about a game that they like playing, you know? It's okay. I got a, I got huh? a um, big-ass Oldham behind me. Ah! Okay, well, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's their boy right there um all right well cool man peter i appreciate you coming on uh if you're ever no, in you. vegas if you go to dark psychic i think person and i'm not just saying this because you're on i honestly think that's the best card shop uh but dark side gaming that's the place to go if you're here in vegas and just want to yep. you know shoot the shit uh and wait is that the place where matt rogers played yeah it's where matt yeah. rogers came it in is this is where matt rogers... i what? 
Uh, oh, crazy, crazy thing about that. Uh, so actually, right now I'm actually at Darkside Games. Uh, just shout out real quick because they allowed me to use their booth because I didn't have a webcam. Uh, I found oh, that out just like last morning, uh, like last night. I was like, wait, I don't have a webcam in my room on my computer, and I was like, all right, guess I'm. I was like, I like quickly text. I was like, hey yo, can I use the streaming booth? And they're like, yeah, go ahead for it. That's why I have like a green screen behind me, and so in this booth. But yeah, Matt Rogers actually came to our pro quest. Uh, yeah. like, he was just randomly in in here, like, in time. Like, he was just in town <laughs> and just showed up to both biggest pro quests for, to, to qualify for PT1, and then just made finals of both, <laughs> and it was just, like, crushing locals. And I was just like, it's just the most random thing, because, like, everybody's, like, super hyped, like, first qualification for PT1, and then just the best player in the world walks in the door and just goes... What up, mate? Yeah. We're here to beat your ass. And, then, yeah. and then he brings his, like, best friend, which is, like, uh, Air shout out Aaron, bro. I test with him online all the time now. But, like, Aaron's just, like, the ni they're just, like, the nicest dudes. And they're just, like, hey, mate, I gotta beat you here, you know? And you're just, like, you're just, like, bro, I'm just, like, some random Vegas local. And you're just, like, the best player in the tour. world. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to be scared of playing you at the Pro Tour, yeah, not playing you at my right. local Pro Quest. <laughs> Although I did, I did, I did win that pro quest at Dark Side Games. There you go, uh, dude. How can you hate someone when they're just so nice? Oh, they're so God. nice. I know. I love. They're so nice. Yeah, they're so nice. I remember like so. being like, okay, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This guy's gonna be my enemy, and he's just it's the nicest <laughs> fucking guy. I'm like, yeah, I can't yeah, hate yeah. you. <laughs> they ask you questions in between rounds. They're just like, oh man, that's. I never really thought about it that way. Like, oh, these Americans just, like, don't block, you know? <laughs> and he's he he's like, oh, I'm going to go outside and get a drink, you know? You want something? And I'm just like, this dude's so nice, yeah. bro. Like, he's asking about our foils and stuff like that. He's like, oh, I haven't seen a selection of foils like this since my shop. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, this is... I was like... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was like, this is the nicest human being I have ever seen in my life, and he's be, he's just like casually beating everybody. Dude, he and he's just joke like with that you too. Like, yeah, he's so like in the middle of the game, he's just like, oh, you can't, I can't believe that happened. You're just like, I, I, do I be mad? Like, I can't, I, I can't. Like, it, it's so fun. Like, they're just class acts. Like, I, I love everybody. I love them so much. It's so fun. Yeah, you wanna, you show up with a clenched fist, but you gotta, you gotta release that. <laughs> And, and you, you gotta open up for a hug. Come in for the real stuff, guys. Yeah, Let's... yeah. They yeah. <laughs> oh, actually asked about my, my deck uh, on Twitter and stuff nice. like that. I was oh, like, yeah. I had a good conversation about it. Cool. Uh, Dude, Twitter fab pops off. <laughs> bro, Twitter fab. I There's so many, like, Magic and, like, Legends of Ruterra and, like, everything else. Like, I've been part of, like, a lot of communities on Twitter. Dude, Fab Twitter is different, dude. I everybody is like ninety percent of the time is super nice. Everybody is like talking, like just super excited about everything, and like randomly you'll just get like thirty three comments on some random post about like ice cream or some shit. And you're just like people are just debating about ice cream in like the comments, like, and it's not like oh man, like your opinion's invalid and stuff. They'd be like, yo, bro, you like vanilla have you had sprinkles on that shit that shit's so good you know and they're just like hyping you up and you're like what is this like it's just like the wildest interactions i've ever seen online oh man i just love the memes like oh, uh, uh, memes. Uh, 
like Fino is like posting all these memes of like Yanji, oh. like with the uh, like oh. the was it the boyfriend who's like yep, looking yep. the other way? Oh, or whatever. Yeah. Remember the Fino black memes where he missed the tunic counter, yeah, uh, like to, to lose top eight, and he's and he's posting it. Yeah, like it's not like everybody trolling it. He's trolling no, himself. He's a, he's a cool guy. It's and you're just like. This this is great. Like I every single day I wake up to like a new tweet and I'm like this is I you would this is like a once a month banger in another community but this is like every day in Fab. It's just like <laughs> all right. We got a great. That's community. our that's our we Twitter do. plug for this <laughs> that's episode. Our Twitter plug. <laughs> <laughs> At Masculine Momentum, I talked about the cool refreshing taste of Dr Pepper yesterday and. <laughs> And my boss, like, commented on my thing and just, like, flamed me for leaving it at the store last night. And then oh, he was just like... shit. And I was just like, but have you drank the cool, refreshing taste of Dr. Pepper with 23 unique, flavorful <laughs> flavors <laughs> bursting in your mouth, you know, like... I was leaving this for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wanted some flat soda when you woke up, you like, and got into the workout morning, you know? Like, that coffee ain't doing it, you know? That Dr. Pepper, though... <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, but yeah, hundred percent. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, obviously, it's been it's been a great time. On. So yeah, I, I'm about to get on a flight to Salt Lake City to play Pokemon Regionals. Yeah, this guy and, does TCGs so, yeah. of all nature. That's awesome. Yeah. So just from me, just want to say thank you for, thank for you. coming on and uh, thank you for sharing your deck tech and stuff because that's, cool. that's what that's makes the cool. community great and mm -hmm. we really appreciate it that you're you know willing to push the community further in yeah. our search for creating great decks. So. All right, we won't hold you any longer. This has been another episode of the Win In Podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I don't know what episode we're on, <laughs> but um, I yeah, just want to give a thank you to you guys, the listeners, and then obviously to Mr. Peter and yep. Jonathan here. Thanks so much, guys.